What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf. And I'm C.G. Erickson. And today we have returning favorite, Jay Lequier is here. Hey guys. But on Skype. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Jay, it's been a couple years since you've come on the podcast. I believe the last time you came on with our friend Des. Yeah. And in that time, things have changed. You are married and you're a father to a one-year-old. Oh. <laughs> bling, bling. <laughs> My son made this for me for first Father's Day. He's really good at forging gold. Um, yeah, Kate, you're at my wedding with your mama and Shane. And uh, man, that was the best. Honestly, people say it, but best day of my life for sure, 100%. Aww. Yeah. yeah, my mom thought she got contact high. <laughs> From just wedding love? Yeah. People, people were passing a blunt yeah. out in the front. And my mom wasn't even that close to it, but, like, she is very she sensitive. We, like, smelled it in the atmosphere, and uh, she thought. <laughs> so, friends, a lot of Canadian friends, and it's, like, completely legal coast-to-coast coast up there. So every time I go home, wherever I'm walking, I smell it. And I'm like, is every Canadian, I think every Canadian is just high all the time nowadays. Hmm. So they couldn't help but bring it down to Brooklyn. No, I mean, I... <laughs> 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 I was about it. <laughs> you went to defending your your Canadians, but like I didn't smoke on my wedding day. That would have made things a little different. I, I yeah, just just drinking whiskey, like yeah. groom, I guess. Like, yeah, smoking weed on my wedding day would have freaked me out. Standing in front of all those people, okay. Yeah. The reason I stopped smoking weed was because I was getting into comedy, and the thought of people watching me while I was high was way too scary. I couldn't be my myself without being in my own head. So I gave that up, picked up the the bottle, so to speak. <laughs> and, uh, here we are. <laughs> I think that's a good life choice. <laughs> Weed has always scared me, yeah. And 17 years later, I'm world famous and it all worked out for the best. <laughs> Us too. <laughs> Look at us now, bitches. I'm bringing it back, Kate. This is nice. <laughs> I love it. I don't know why. Oh, great. It... <laughs> Barely used, but like, you know what it means. It's, it gets it across. <laughs> Cowabunga. It's like. You know, hang loose. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you do both hands every time, Kate. You're really killing it. You're murdering it. Because she's so loose, bro. No, I'm joking. Sorry. Dude, that sounds like I'm a slut the way you said I, that, it. That was the joke, and then That's I the wanted joke. to apologize right away. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Kate hangs so loose, you guys. 
sorry. Well, I was telling CG that years ago we had a live sketch comedy show. So I met Jay, Tim Dorsch, Aton, Dez. I don't know why I say Tim Dorsch's full name. If I had to say everyone's last name, it would just start to sound like a weird intro. But like... Name dropping a bunch of fucking no-namers. No, shut up. Kyle (laughs) Spickendabinchi. Jen Martinelleriski. Dan (laughs) Philman. You're like, nice. Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I met them, the Canadians, mm-hmm. at the production company. So I had just quit teaching to do comedy full time. I got hired at this production office. Jay, so I, we were like there every day working together. Mm-hmm. And uh, is that like a full time job writing sketches? You have like a lot of meat. Like you're writing a sketch all day. The dream, yeah. I mean, that is the shit. I was think- getting paid. Uh, Kate was. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so we were we were close to pro. We were we were pro am, you could call it, I guess, or the farm team. Every once in a while, there'd be a paid gig, and we'd jump on it. Yeah. But mostly, it was just for the free. Like they were like, we got this green screen. We have all this amazing gear. You can use it all day, every day for free. So to us, the like. The access to it was the payment where we just like uh, wrote a billion things and filmed a billion things for months. And that was that was a great time. I mean, yeah. I I seen a bunch of them. They're definitely money. You definitely got a lot of a lot of money sketches out of that and like high definition, beautiful backgrounds and all Sketch. that. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I was getting paid because I was working for a parent group. And they were working like so the office was shared. So that's also why. But but Tim and Des were getting paid. So for, but they were working. For- why, are you, why are you trying to name all the people who were getting paid and then just make <laughs> people feel shit? Because because some people because they made OK, let me explain this. The just reason like why my mother, it. it's just like my mother, Tim and Des were getting a paycheck. <laughs> No, getting a pay. What about you and Aton? You're not getting a. No, mom, we're following our dreams. We're doing the work. It's so funny how, honestly, anytime you try to do something that you genuinely love, the money is so much harder to come by. But the second it's like, oh, like you were doing something very similar right next door for this like parent group, still like close. Like you, you weren't. It wasn't your full voice but you were getting some of your ideas in there it was so close but that was a paid gig and tim and des like des was getting paid to edit the videos and tim was getting paid to like produce video it wasn't like to be funny it was like these you're always dancing around the dream you know (laughs) and then the second it's like uh i want to just write and perform sketches for a salary that for some reason is like a fucking lottery ticket. That is the hardest thing in the world to find. But there's so many jobs around it. Like I still work on set all the time in the art department, like dressing, building and dressing sets and stuff. And you get to see the final product and you're like, oh yeah, there's some creativity there. And oh, I can see where my ideas ended up on camera, but it's not my dick jokes. And you know, the things that, finding a market for that stuff is hilarious. <laughs> it's really 
I mean, because I feel like there should be a market because everybody I tell dick jokes to loves them. So I feel like there is a market out there. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. Well, we live in a very bullshit culture where right. people are fake. So they like to play offended so they can laugh to you with the dick joke. But then when there are other people around them, maybe from work or wherever, they don't know if they're allowed to laugh or should they go against that because their boss is offended. Like people don't, everyone's so scared now. <laughs> Jay used to have the word cunt tattooed on his ankle. And fuck that, on the other ankle. <laughs> that's how I met Jay. Now it's a wound. Yeah, I grew up a little bit. You're a, you're a dad. You had to, you had to replace it with a Wu Tang. Finally, had to grow up and you're get really a Wu Tang tattoo. Not <laughs> 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 like <this> anymore. <laughs> Not some rebellious teen. I'm 36. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, 46 chambers. 36 chambers. Yeah. June 3rd coming up is my 36th birthday. And I'm dubbing it, entering my 36th chamber. Dude, I'm embarrassed. I just said 46 chambers. <laughs> I got confused. Oh, I didn't even notice. I thought 36. Good, good. You heard the right thing anyway. Uh, thank you for your honesty. You outed yourself without having to. <laughs> and I, I commend. I, I am kind of cool. Like, I knew about the chambers. I just didn't get the number exactly right. One of the numbers was right. If you're a 40-year-old white dude and you know about the chambers anyway, like, you're kind of down. Like, you mm -hmm. don't have to know the exact number. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, close to accepted by their community. There was a D6, like the four and the third part you were, but the, the D6 you had. Yeah, yeah. See, he's feeling me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he got in his pocket. So, okay. <laughs> what I wanted to say... I'm going to bring it back to what my point was. Mm. When they moved from Canada to follow their dreams, they were shooting sketches, Jay and Aton and, and Tim, because Des was really editing a ton. And we, Des and I even would start to create our own on the side of working for Parent Society. But uh, Jay, Aton, and Tim, they were just creating so much. And I had just quit teaching, and it was so inspiring to me. You know, I was so excited to know them and be a part of their group. And for quitting like a legit job to do your thing, I was from the get go like, yeah, fuck yeah, yes. Like, just wanted to like, I didn't know the people you quit, but I felt like I was in the room with you, just like, it's not gonna be held down by your fucking bullshit anymore. You tenured sons of bitches. Yeah. I just felt like, yes, let's do this. Like, pull up exactly. a seat at the table and let's come up with some funny shit now. Yeah, and and we started a live sketch show because they had a really successful live sketch show called The Boom in Toronto, right? It was Toronto-based. Yeah. And then Boom. Thank you. I really wanted to do not just more sketch, but live sketch. So we started a show and it was pretty rad. Like, it ended up breaking up. And dissolving for various reasons, including yeah, Ron. That was a very, very fun time. Yeah. Those shows were so funny. They were so fun. Yo, I think we came out with some brilliant, weird. So our sketch show was called Farts and Assholes. It's really dumb now. <laughs> At the New York Comedy Club. Sometimes when I tell people about it, I just call it FNA. 
because okay. it kind of sounds like fucking A, but like F and A, I was like, we had the show F and A, because I don't want to like. Yeah, no. For some reason, I I can say cunt all day every day, but the word fart for some reason, I feel it's just unbecoming. It's just weird. It's not. Yeah, it's not I right. Never say it. Des and I, Des and I would come up with this really. Yeah, Des and I were just like Des is the one where we did international tits. I had a show CG that like, and I was like, this is it. We're going to be known. And my boobs were talking, and like when it didn't go anywhere, I was like, "Oh, this is harder than it looks." Yeah, like, it's me. So I, was like, I remember when you came up with that idea, and it was like, "Yeah, that exact you, the feeling you just described there was just like, it's it, it's sex, <laughs> it's funny together. How can it fail?" Like it was just, I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yes, and I'm in. Did that so many times where we were like, "This is gonna go viral. No yeah. way, it's not." Boom, and then no, we would be like, just not like live off of it viral. Like everyone goes, oh my god, it went viral, and you're like, hey, cool, like hundred thousand hits, yay, thank you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm uh, flattered, everyone. But uh, equate that to rent being paid now, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm not well, nineteen well, anymore. The point, the point was that Des and I probably came up with the farts and assholes because we would work out. Me, Des, and Jay decided yeah. to get in shape together. We would run. We, we started running together. We were doing, like, squats and all this stuff. It all stuff. worked out, and now everything's all better. <laughs> I'm fatter than I've ever been. But pandemic, I'm getting there. We got the Peloton recently. Ooh. But living with you, Kate, holy shit, I haven't been that healthy in my entire adult life that the low amount of alcohol the high amount of running and smoothies um <laughs> and just uh, mental health conversations for the first time in my entire life uh emotionally and mentally kind of more uh aware than i'd ever been and wow. yeah you like i did want to bring this up at some point we can keep going on the history of everything but no you can you can compliment me we can make <laughs> can i praise you for a while <laughs> I felt like there's a, like, grocery stick in time, like how people have, um, like, a pre-9-11 world and a post-9-11 world. You're my post, like, Kate Wolf is my, in the in the best possible way. I didn't mean that as a, the, the analogy I'm was meant for, on you're my own personal 9-11. <laughs> In that there was an explosion of awareness and awakening that my pre-Kate Wolf world uh, was pretty immature and like, I don't know, they just can see the way I was and now the way I am. And it's that moment of like some of those talks you'd have with me about like, you know, why I drink and uh, why, like things that I had never really thought about that like words like the void and you know needing to be filled and like with whether it's comedy or you know but not that I needed to specifically have those things pointed out but you were just talking about which I did but you didn't sit me down it wasn't an intervention or anything but it was like <laughs> you just happened to speak like that and I hadn't heard anyone talk like that before like you're obviously like your realm I had I was like oh what's this this person I live with is really into this stuff and I was very open and listened to it 
and that and that book, The Four Agreements you showed me, um, those things, I was just like, oh my God. Like I just had this like, I felt like just the fastest maturity. Like it was, you just sped up my like uh, maturity into adulthood that one year. And it was fu- in 2014. That was insane. So thank you. Dude, yeah, no, I mean, thank you for father and husband and all, you know, all those things. Hopefully at one point it would have happened, but uh, it like, yeah, I don't know. I just changed for the better in a lot of ways from living with you. So thank you. Thank you. Well, I had that crazy car accident right after I got the job at the production company that shot me very much awake. Like I'd already started questioning what is reality and what are we and was interested in like mental health. And I'm a big proponent of therapy and talking your feelings out, all of it. But then I had that accident like a month or two after I had met their group. Yeah. I remember that was one of the first things we had really like talked about. Yeah. And you watched me start to like enter the world of spirituality. And I remember one of our first conversations about it, you were not fucking with it, but I had nothing against it. Like, like Jay was just like, I believe in science. Were you, know, you coming off real Jehovah witnessy on him? <laughs> like, did you bring pamphlets? Well, she, it was so new and exciting to her. It was like, I found this thing and it's the best thing ever. And I like, you delved so deeply into it, but not even about science or anything like that at all. It was like, I had just moved to New York for this specific reason. And I felt like so scared of the city and not knowing anyone. And like, oh God, I had just moved away from everyone I know and love for this like dream of mine. Now I'm just going to work as hard as I can and everything else is frivolous. Like having these conversations or having any kind of like, does this have anything to do with furthering my career? Okay, bye. Like you know, so that it took me some time to like, even just chill out and realize, oh yeah, I live here now. I'm not on some time crunch where I need to get rich and famous tomorrow. Uh, I'm just here now working so I can start having like going out for drinks with friends and, you know, starting a hockey, you know, uh, joining a hockey league and doing things you do when you move to a place. So when I could start sitting and actually having like deeper convos with you, I really like was more open to it. Yeah, man, but you- Hockey leagues that you can join? Cause I feel like <laughs> yeah, I would love that. That would be amazing. Like, I feel like that's what a Canadian does when they move to another place. They, you know, but, but it's an awesome idea. I love it though, I love it. 2019, I was in three of them. <laughs> outdoor ice, indoor ice and outdoor just roller hockey were you kicking the shit out of all the american kids who like kind of know how to play some yeah some not so much (laughs) they're catching up it's not so uh the the american programs now are uh top notch so it's kind of like evening out a little bit okay but canada's up there man holy shit (laughs) yeah yeah no i thought it was rad that you guys took such a risk to come to New York and follow your dreams. And then just like, you know, when I had quit teaching even to pursue comedy, I hadn't had my quote unquote full spiritual awakening yet, you know? So I kind of in a way got, I don't want to call it sidetracked. It's like, you have this goal. I want to become a really successful comedian. And then something woke me to a deeper 
uh, reason to be alive even, you know, yeah. and, and what matters the most. And I didn't even realize how much I was still putting up different masks of who I was, you know, and, and I think when you're a teacher, especially, you have to really be like, oh, hello, thank God it's Friday. Like, yeah. And I, and they still didn't even like me there very much. They were like, you still suck and you're doing everything you're supposed to do. We don't really know what's going on right now. No, no, you're great. Can you try a little harder? <laughs> like, you seem like you're trying. It's just, <laughs> eight out of ten. Like we, we got, you got to effort. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you're a teacher, they oh, want you to like commit your soul to it. Like they're like you, are, you belong to Everyone us, kids. I was just talking yeah. about this recently with with Barry with like comedy and stuff. Like um, you you try to get him with like a a club or or an area of comedy, whether it's like in film or something. And it's like the people, I, I do admire people that like know exactly what it is they want and they just attack this one specific path. Cause along the way we've done like, you know, sketch and stand up and filming and writing screenplays. And then like, you know, they're all these separate, like the people like our friend Nate Mack, for instance, like him and I started around the same time at, at like in comedy. But he's solely a stand-up comic, like, like not just in the like writing jokes and um, like, but the the life itself of like bouncing around to four or five spots a night, lit, like being amongst in that community, like where I like to dip in, do a show, leave for a bit, do something else, have a family, and then come back, and like when it excites me again, I'll go do it again, and that for some reason, like clubs will be like, because there's people hounding them all the time to get spots. They want you to like be there, hounding them, uh, dying for stage time. And I'm like, can I just get a fucking monthly? Like with Farts and Assholes, I loved it. It was every second Friday. It was like once every two weeks, but it gave us time to like write some new shit, rehearse with each other, uh, laugh. Like all that stuff is part of it. The like writing, the rehearsing, the like, putting it up on its feet. Like, I like that kind of theatrical element more than just, oh, hey, I got this idea. I'm going to jot it down, then try it on stage. And it's probably going to suck at first. I don't like dying uh, in front. I like the rehearse. I like having you or Aton or anyone else to like other funny, talented people, the safety net of that, where I can bounce the idea off you, you laugh. And I go, okay, cool. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm on my way to making a crowd laugh because it made a funny person laugh. Mostly it would work. Sometimes it doesn't work, but at least we had a great time doing it. And it's got that like um, kind of camaraderie family element, band element, where you're not just alone up there. But I guess my main point was the like <laughs> people, whatever it is you do, like any job in society, you find some, you know, you're an accountant at some firm. They fucking want, they, you need to like, drink that like water and be it like can i just do some crunch some fucking numbers go home have a family life they're like calling people like my wife has like a job job you know she calls on the weekend she takes some time off and she comes back to like twice as much she made to feel guilty because she took a vacation type shit and i'm like 
Thanks for letting me rant there for a sec. <laughs> just set me off. It's something I've been pissed off about lately. Whether it's like comedy or real life shit, it's like, why can't I just dip in? Dip my fucking toe in for a sec. And then, yeah. I think... See, I feel like teachers were allowed to be miserable. When I was in school, they were pretty miserable. No teacher was trying to make us happy. No. They were sitting in your goddamn seats. And yeah, you were supposed to make them happy. Yeah. <laughs> we're supposed to be the fucking... You're a bad... You're a bad kid. What? Yeah, yeah. You're, so you basically... It'd be better for me. We're going to drug you hard <laughs> so that you're easier for me to handle. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be the other way. So I don't know. It must have changed since I was a kid. A lot, a lot changed, for sure. Because, mm. yeah. yeah, back then you were allowed to, you know, basically exploit the children that you have. You know, get them to do what needs doing. Everyone felt bad for the teacher. They're like, you're, you know, now it's just like, what? Parents go in there going like, what are you not doing for my son? Like, <laughs> my son isn't grasping this. Well, you need to, like, you need to do your job your, better. Your son's dumb as balls. And that's <laughs> the reason he's not grasping it. I'm a fantastic teacher. Yeah. Kate, would you, you have any you of those? Said- what if kid. the kid is dumb as balls? You can't, you know, you can't just say that. But that's a real thing in real life. There's terminology to dance around it. <laughs> well, I was lucky enough to be a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so the dumb kids, the smart kids, all of them just... Because the dumb kids are usually good at arts. For me, uh, smart or dumb had a different meaning than most people and teachers, because I feel like, and I know a lot of successful comedians who were told they were dumb Mm. uh, in school and are just brilliant people, but couldn't make themselves, you know, shift their shape into what the school wanted. So- I feel like that's what the dumb kids say when they grow up. No, no, not you, not you, just like some of them. Yeah. I think intelligence is so multifaceted. Yeah. And as our teacher, I got to foster this spark that every child has of you can create. It doesn't have to look exactly like whatever artist you think it's supposed to look like. I just yeah. want to see you express what's in your soul. So as an art teacher, and I don't think I would have been any other kind of teacher because I don't really even like the grading system. I find it offensive. Um, <laughs> it's offensive. It's offensive. It's offensive. It's very so. Wait, what would you do? What would you do if you could make the grading system? What would it be? Um, I don't even think it would be pass or fail. I think it would be, I don't know, honestly. I, I don't know how I would change it. All I know is like when I went to school later on in my life, um, it wasn't based on a grading system. Like you did your shit, you did your work because you well, wanted the rule to. Is at the beginning of the year, they don't know something. And at the end of the year, they now know something. It's not like that has to be 78 or 82 or, you know, it's like a test, you know, okay, you grasped these things. These things you didn't grasp so well. You seem to be better in these, like, you know, like you said, like the shaping and molding, there's that classic, like Einstein said about intelligence, like, you know, you can judge uh, a fish on how well it climbs a tree, you know, and, or a monkey 
like will kick its ass, obviously. So you're like, okay, the monkey's good at this, and the fish is bad at this, and that's how they grade kids. They're like, okay, all of you are going to do this one test, but some of you are just they're wired so differently. That must Ooh, be that's some deep them. shit right there with the fish climbing the tree. I like that a lot. They line no. up all the animals and they like, climb that tree, and like, there's so many animals that are phenomenal at swimming, but they're not being like. Those kids aren't getting graded on swimming. They're only getting graded on how well they climb a tree. So they're, you know, called dumb or like remedial. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I just think for, for you to say, like, say if, if there were kids that like weren't applying themselves or, you know, could be better and or had to have those uncomfortable conversations with teachers. Um, how hard was that? Like to have to say hey, your son or daughter is like, I don't know. Were you good at that? <laughs> I The only times I really had to have uh, parent meetings was if a kid was being like behavioral, you know, like a threat to me. Um, that was more so when I worked in a particular area in New Jersey. There, Like I had to have, um, I called in a parent. I called her. So her son uh, said to me, what did he say to me? He said, he he said, you can suck my asshole. That's it. <laughs> and I was like, now you're, now you just made me have to go call your mom. He's a pretty tough customer. I kind of, I kind of like this kid. He's got balls. He, well, not when his mama comes. So, oh. so I was he that said kid. that to me. <laughs> he said, he said that to me in front of the whole class. So now you've put me in a compromised situation where if I don't call your mom, I allow myself to be disrespected in this room. Like you, I I gave my kids a lot of freedom, but if you're gonna fucking disrespect me like that, yeah. And now I'm calling your mom. I'm calling your mom. Like, and yeah. he was already like trying to what? act up still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mom, you little bitch. What? <laughs> yeah. So I go down. The class ends. I go down. I find the mom's number. She's and you know she's a Haitian woman. And um, I tell, she had a thick accent, which I, um, she was just, I, I liked her already. Like I just, she, she was not fucking around with any of it. You know, no. I, I said his, I, I won't say his name, but I was like, da 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 said, suck my asshole. She was like, what? She, she was like, I will be there in five minutes. And I was like, <laughs> like I just froze. She came like, under don't five you have minutes. A job? <laughs> Keep him there. Keep him there. Keep him there. You lock him in that fucking room. I'll be there in five minutes. She came. That's like that scene in Goodfellas, honestly. I don't know if you remember that, like, uh, the Billy Bats one. Yeah, like the get your fucking shine box. Mm -hmm. And then and then Tommy's like, okay, okay. He's like, oh, fuck you, fuck you. He's like, leaving. And as he's leaving, he's just like, keep him here. Keep him here. Yeah. He knows he's going to come back later. Mm -hmm. Well... I will say this boy never said anything bad to me again. She made him in the office in front of the principal, the secretaries. So she comes in, she's like, call him down. So he came down and she says, kneel, she told him to kneel down in front of me to take my hand. He had to kiss my hand and say, I forget, but he had to do this. She was like, you tell her you will never talk to her like that again. Kneel down. Like, Wow, I feel like that's borderline child abuse, but I like this. It's a good it's story. It's weird with kissing a teacher and stuff. Like, there's a couple lines that don't. Comfortable. 
the kneeling, the kneeling's one that's kind of terrible. And then yeah, the kissing, kissing the teacher's weird. The whole office watched. No one knew what to do. Like, where's the, there's no handbook for that. Where's the like principal? It's like oh, section C point three five dash seven. No Haitian rituals will exist in. <laughs> I remember everyone felt uncomfortable, but we all knew not to mess with her. Like that was it. Don't like on your knees, kissing each other. If she'll do that to her child, what do you think she'll do to you? You don't mess with that lady. I just, um, I felt. I mean, he never disrespected me again. I'll tell you that. But uh, I didn't mean for that to happen either. Do you know what I mean? But also, this was at this school. They would make announcements like. You cannot wear red tomorrow. Um, the Crips are doing initiation day and they will shoot anyone they see wearing that color. Or it would be reverse. You cannot wear blue. So we would get those kinds of things there. So like when something like that happened, you just, you're just like, I'm not okay. Like you, you just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to put on your leather jacket, go in there like Michelle Pfeiffer, play billiards with them. In the in the um in the commercial for that movie, she was playing pool with them and kicking their ass. It was never in the movie. No part no, it like wasn't. that. It wasn't. Nope. But it was in every commercial for it. Ever. She never ah. got a kiss on the hand from any of those fucking kids. <laughs> you know that what you just did? That was kind of like you called the cops on somebody, and then the cops really fucked that person up, and you're like, oh, oh shit! Like you didn't yeah. you didn't know it was gonna get that yeah. deep. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know what what you unleashed. <laughs> You did your part, and then someone went way too far. Um, he was like, not my mama. Yeah, no, like, I, didn't, oh. I was like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. With my dad, he didn't make me kiss anything ever, but um, uh, and I didn't give a fuck, because I was so afraid of my dad at home. But then when I was, like, away, it was like, oh, none of you fucks are that scary at all. Like, teachers, cops even. I had cops bring me home to the house, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I would beg. I was begging cops not to tell my dad if they could just let me go. One time it worked. That was a white privilege time if I had ever seen one, ever. But I didn't... Fuck. I really have to acknowledge my white privilege on all the times I've been in the back of a cop car and never actually processed or, like, you know taken to jail <laughs> mm -hmm. but um yeah because i would mouth off to everyone i didn't give a fuck but then the second it was my dad it was like yes sir no sir thank you sir like oh so that kid had that same exact like oh i get it i'm, I'm free now the beast is out the cage but he stepped you know you gotta know your boundaries he, he went a hair hair too far he also i think held a pencil threateningly up to my throat i believe um, I'm, uh, more is coming back. I mean, there were plenty of that. Yeah. So like he had gotten to a limit with me. Like I really tried to not snitch on any of the kids genuinely for my life, for their life. Like, let's well, just make art, like, man. I'm just here to make art with you. Like, I don't, well, I don't you have to live with them. That's like snitching in prison. Like you still yeah. have to go back to the class. And you, after that. so if you're a snitch. You couldn't let them disrespect you in front of the class because there is a hair of a prison rules like mentality where 
you let someone fuck with you in front of everybody, it's open season for someone to fuck with you. Mm -hmm. So you got to assert your dominance um, as a small white lady. Yeah. It's tough stuff. She argues many on many podcasts that she's not small, Jay. She's argued that many a time when I call I her a small, 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 but I mean, you know, when kids <laughs> that age in high school, they start like growing to their six foot plus like man status. And nowadays so when get, it's like seven feet, cause they're yeah. getting huge. Yeah. And they don't have their like man, like they haven't filled in like weight wise yet, but they're the height they're going to be. And that does a lot for teen boys to be like, I'm 18. I'm a man now. And I'm like taller than the teacher. Like, you were fucked, Kate. Sorry. Yet, and yet I saw right into his weakness. I'ma call your mama. I see the size of you. I see how big you are, but I'ma call your mom. Like, well, physically you're that big, but I see, I see inside. I see the size of you. You're still on your knees kissing the ring. Bitch. And you'll miss the white. Sorry. <laughs> you're in the hood Kate. yeah you like shit. <laughs> i had a knife pulled on me in one class what kind of knife was it like a switchblade did he pull it out and then just pop it open or did he wave it at you did he come close to you he didn't come close he wanted me to know i had gone too far <laughs> we were going back and forth he started with me i would try to teach he found out that at the time i was vegetarian which in where I was teaching, there were not many vegetarians at that time. So it was unheard of. So I would be trying to teach and he'd go veggie burger, veggie burger to interrupt me. And it's so dumb, but it would get the kids laughing. Oh, sure, yeah. So, cause I'd be like, I'd be, you know, I'd be in the zone, veggie burger. And then you'd hear <laughs> like five kids <laughs> and then it would get more. So then I, I finally had to stop. That's and not I, even a good joke at all. That's what that's what would have pissed me off. If it was a good joke and the kids were laughing at it, cool. You're all good. Yeah. But if you're doing a shitty joke, you're just being little punks. You told me that one time because I would yell out. I would. I was that idiot kid in the. I was veggie burger. <laughs> uh, and I. That's you. That was veggie burger. And I. But then I would like say something and then the teacher yeah the one time uh in seventh grade she's just like if it legitimately makes me and everyone laugh in the in the room you're fine but if it's just for like them against me that can't happen <laughs> and uh it has to be like and i could tell sometimes when i would get her where like it would be everyone would laugh and she'd just be like holding back a laugh and I'd be like, but uh, no, there was a thing where she was just like, it has to be funny for everybody. And I was, uh, man, what a great lesson in comedy there. I learned from my seventh grade teacher, the no punching down type thing. Inclusion. See, even I would say, even if it insults me, if it's funny, good to go. Like if you did a good job. Exactly. If you're just trying to fuck up my class, it's not even funny. Yeah. yeah. Come on, kid. I'm going dangerous minds on you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going. So I'm going. Who's the principal in in Stand by Me? Lean on me. It's Morgan Freeman, but what's his name? No. <laughs> well, I want to go that guy on him. I've never mind. 
Specific reference. I'm the worst podcaster ever. <laughs> I let you guys talk. That was so great. We were both like, we Jay and I have good hearts, so we wanted to be able to meet you in this place. And we, <laughs> I was hunting for the name, and then I realized, like, oh, I haven't seen that movie in a billion years. I don't know the reference. You both <laughs> were, nobody I saw eats. your faces. I saw both of your faces. You're both trying, but it didn't. <laughs> I can't remember either. It's fine. But it was like, you smoke crack, don't you? It was that guy. It was that guy. He was like, jump. He took the kid on the top of the uh, school. He was like, you smoke crack, don't you? And then he told him he might as well jump. <laughs> it was a touching movie. It was a pretty touching movie. I mean, it was his methods aren't allowed anymore. No. But like they did wonders back then. Mm-hmm. The teacher well, in uh, Dazed and Confused, that when they asked to go out early, and he's like, "Men, it's like our sergeant told us before one trip into the jungle. Fifty are going on a mission. Twenty-five, or you ain't coming back." And that was his and entire like, speech to the kid. Damn. And that's that's a great line. I like how in that community, too, it's just widely accepted that the huge-ass kids, 18-year-old kids, go fuck up the 13-year-old kids uh, at, like, graduation time. <laughs> like, Pretty with, weird. Yeah. With not just, like, with their hands, like, with weapons. Yeah. And, like, the whole, the whole town kind of condones it or looks the other way. I, I, lo I love that. I love what that. What is being boys? <laughs> So much shit just got like, ah, they're just being kids. That's yeah. Assault, brother. Yeah. I mean, kids have the full upper hand now, though. Like, you can't, you know, the adult gets in trouble now. I feel yeah, like that's that's, that's not how it used to be. Like, you used to just be able to spank somebody else's kid, I feel like. I feel like I got spanked by other people's dads when I was a kid. Yeah. They're yeah. like, get over here. And I'm like, <laughs> I got my hair pulled in third grade. This psycho teacher, Miss was just mean. She pulled my hair because I couldn't I couldn't do my Z's properly in cursive. <sighs> and uh, she was telling me over and over and over and I just couldn't get it. And she pulled my hair. And then I was like, so I hate so then I came I asked my dad to shave my head. Um and then and I came back with like a smug little like I can't pull my hair anymore. And she like threw my desk across the room and it almost hit me like she was like get in the corner and i went in the corner and then she just whipped the desk and it like smashed into the wall like inches from me and the whole class was like like and yeah she oh she was the worst but then i tell my parents like she pulled child my hair this teacher what was that that's the child abusing this teacher ever that is a great story because that's how it used to be back in my day <laughs> Kids these days don't even know. Um, and then I told my parents, and they're like, oh, that's nothing. When we were kids, the nun would give us the strap and, like, whip their hands. They went to, like, a severely Catholic. It was a Catholic school, too, that I went to, um, where there was, like, nuns and priests in the school. And they were, like, when we were that age, like, yeah, they would get, like, spanked with a fucking wooden ruler in front of the class. And then whip, put their hands out. 
in Jesus's name. Like the yeah. the real Jesus was about love and kindness, and then all these schools and communities that are supposed to honor that message Don't go get me Don't get me started. Mm. Mm. It's mm. sus. Jesus is sus. No, <laughs> no, the story of like the what they've done with it and packaged yeah. it and how it's all sus. I don't even know that word. I heard it recently and it made me laugh. You know what sus means suspect, right? Yeah. Oh, I I just learned it right now. I never heard it before. Question their methods is, is the adult way of saying it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the times they are changing. I think, I think what it's pushing all of us into is hopefully to be ourselves. Like these abusive teachers probably don't want to be a teacher and they're just angry to be there. They're taking it out on the kids and they were told that they can't switch careers or like for people to be that abusive or angry, they're not happy. And I'm hoping for you know, a chain. Are there. we already assuming that Jay was not bad, was not a bad kid? Because I feel like we're assuming that right now when we when we put it on the teacher. No, she no, she flipped out. I wouldn't know what Jay was doing. Oh, he couldn't write his Z's in cursor. Oh, that's what's wrong with Never mind. It's horrible. It's horrible. Sorry. It was eight. <laughs> eight years old. And she came with that grasp. CG's, CG's the kind of person, he's the kind of dad that allows it, where he's like, well, what was what was the kid doing? He he was trying to write cursive. Man, Jim Gaffney. Well, did he suck at it? And then you got to ask, well did, he, well, did he suck at it? Then he obviously <laughs> wasn't paying attention. How bad did he suck? Did he suck <laughs> tap in the head bad? Or hair pull bad? Or smash a whole desk against the wall, bad. How bad? <laughs> That's the grading system, too, Kate. Exactly. How bad you get beat for it? Levels, yeah. No. I joke about it. It's not obviously funny, but I have to joke <laughs> about it because I got my ass whooped a lot growing up. No, no, it's not funny. I can't say it's funny at all. No, no I do find it humorous. Oh, yeah. I do find it extremely humorous, so I can't say it's not funny at all. But I mean, it's pretty fucked up. The way he tells the story is pretty lighthearted, and therefore, That's where I'm saying, I don't. I, the if I saw it, act of hitting act a child is not funny. My specific experience, I'm making light of, so the humor in it is from me about me. Not about random kids getting hit in school. Yeah, this is the thing. If there's a really bad kid and I see him get, like, slapped or something, I'm going to laugh at that. I'm going to think it's justice, even there's though whoever... Instagram account called Kids Getting Hurt, pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Saying is if you're a little shit stain and something bad happens to you, like, I can appreciate that. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to hit no kid. Yeah. But, uh, every situation is like who was at fault and what did they do. But mostly they would not warrant. Uh, like, I'm never going to hit Henry Boy. I say that, but I, I won't. 
I, I, I like to never. Jay, Jay got it all out with my son. Uh, he oh. doesn't need to. <laughs> Worst time to bring that up. God. <laughs> I've been waiting. For there could be a worse time to bring that up. My God. Oh. Your segue abilities, Kate. <laughs> that. Oh, that was nice. We were going one way. We went another way. Oh. There was this beautiful curve to the other way. Hit you with the okie doke. So let me tell this story, listeners. Let me tell the story. So Jay, Jay and Aton came to share, came to live with me when I was in Jersey City. They shared the upper loft space. It was not a space to be shared, but they shared it. It was a one bed. I guess you couldn't even call it a bedroom. It didn't have a door on it. It was a space <laughs> with a floor. And uh, we got a black curtain and, and put it down the middle. And one Ikea rollout mattress on one side, one Ikea rollout mattress on the other side. <laughs> one hole in the curtain for a good morning. Who's that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Got to a point, it was like, am I jerking off to him jerking off? Or is he jerking off to me jerking off? Or... <laughs> and I had the part, I had the spot that wasn't that didn't have the way out. I was trapped. So oh. I'd have to knock on the curtain. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm coming out, bro. I'm coming out. I'm coming hey, out. We good? Everyone okay out there? We good? Good? Good. <laughs> then I could exit my room. You, you decent? Mm -hmm. That's what you used to say when, you, when I was growing up. Are you decent? decent? That's good. Decent meant were you not naked? Yeah. Are you indecent? <laughs> So Jay and Aton had just moved in. They actually, like Jay and Shane got along from the start because I brought Shane into the studio. Great kid. He did some, he did some really great funny guy. stuff. He's a great kid. He's hilarious. Such a sweet nugget. So he actually loved Jay. And, and Jay, he, they had just moved in. They were so excited. And he was like roughhousing in a fun way with Shane. You know, like airplane. Yeah. Accident happened. We had already. I was already almost moving out. That was like my last. But we oh. had, because um, we, I babysat him a bunch of times when like uh, you had shows or something, and he was around. There were multiple times that I was watching Shane, and nothing bad happened. <laughs> like I was throwing him around, like flips, tricks. More, more, more. Like he's just losing his mind. He like that. That like I think it was six, yeah. six or seven, eight. I think at the time six. Seven. Yeah, he's about six or seven. Yeah, yep. light enough to just like <laughs> throwing him. Like I throw Henry so high in the air that it makes Grammy uncomfortable. But I got <laughs> it. I swear. And <laughs> it's until you don't. So I did it a billion times over the year that I lived there. And then, yeah, sorry, keep going, keep going. So, so Jay was throwing Shane and accidentally threw him into like the furnace heater, whatever thing it was. And it was like bad though. Like there was, there was blood and like Shane, Shane was, you know, so I'm like holding Shane and like, 
Jay felt so bad because Shane was like sobbing. I'm holding him. I'm looking up at Jay like, like, like. <laughs> but I, I, I was trying Why not. Why you bring up this horrible, horrible memory on our podcast? This is what this is what I'm wondering. She lured me in. Hey, I don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna just make Jay feel welcome with this story hey. about when he fucked up my kid's face. Jay, you wanna be on our podcast? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I love you. I wanna be this guy. Charles Erickson? Yes. CJ? Yes. Sounds like a great upstanding gentleman. Let's have a lovely yeah. conversation. <laughs> An hour deep. When you got no, I'm the bad guy. I'm well, the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. No, I felt, I still feel, and I do now think of that when I'm playing with Henry, because you get caught up in the moment, especially with a kid that's like, more, higher, faster. Like, uh, you know, so Henry, I'll do it once. And he's like, you can see that. And that what happened with Shane. We did these helicopter tricks because he had this, the bed, right? Uh, your bed, it was nice and low. I could do the like power bomb, you know, the wrestling moves and stuff. But his bed had a bounce to it. It was like an older like spring bed that, so I was, had him up in the air and I would kind of drop him flat and he would bounce back up and I'd catch him and he'd lose his mind and it was hilarious. <laughs> over and over and over. Like just, and I, I'm, Exhaust. My kid's crying at the door right now. He wants to get in. Get, you can bring him on. Henry? Yeah. Hey, buddy. Well, I, and I just want to say... No parent would want their kid on this podcast. Hi. Oh. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hey, hi. Hi. This is Henry. Hi, Henry. Henry? Henry boy. I love you. Hey, hi. I, I love your hair. I'm trying to grow my hair like Henry's. Me too. Actually, I'm, cl I'm close. Hey. <laughs> I just love him so very much. He's so cute. Thanks. Watch, Henry. So we'll, we'll, oh, no. Oh, he's the happiest kid in the world right now. I see I, what you're talking about. I do these about. flips too. Because I saw the joy on his face that he was the happiest kid in the entire world right right then when you did that. So now I know what you mean. How are you going to stop right in the middle of doing that when they're the happiest kid in the whole world? Oh, I shouldn't have brought it up. Okay. Yeah, you asked if you were the bad person. He was the bad person when it happened. But now today, today you're the bad person. No, because I can see, though, it's fine, Kate. Game on. <laughs> if someone hurt my kid and there's now like a a lasting i just in the moment i felt it like it was a bounce thing he just took this brutal bounce like for some like you know like on a trampoline you bounce straight up in the air and then sometimes you kind of bounce to the side a little and you get sent like one way he just like the way i dropped him on the bed he hit kind of the side rail of springs and it sent him like kind of doing like a 180 flopped over and his the heater the radiator was right beside the bed. And I saw it happen. I tried so hard. I saw him going towards it. I made the move to like save him, but it was far away. His face tapped the the, the radiator. I know that's the thing. So I used to teach little kids gymnastics and we had this moon bounce thing 
that we do in the parent child classes. And I'm on top of the mood and bounce, you know, helping the kids do their tricks and all that. And then the parents, they're all around the outside to catch the kids. But sometimes the parents aren't on it like that. The parents are talking, having a great time. And then a kid bounces off, you know, Mm -hmm. takes a nosedive. And so uh, that, that's pretty sketchy. That's pretty sketchy when that happens. So sorry. I felt, well, no, here's the deal. I asked Shane if he wanted to be part of the fight where it was going to be me and Shane in 11 years versus Jay and Henry. And Shane said he wants no part of that. Now, I can't physically. He's a hockey player. He'll beat the shit out of you and your kid probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what well, you don't really want to get into that kind of physical altercation. You're signing your son up for like a hard physical. No, I'm, first of all, I'm joking, but like, no, Shane, Shane and Jay are very. I bet Jay will have a grown up kid to help help fuck you up. Henry's pretty big. Off the charts and all the sizes. No. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. Nice. So Jay's going to have some some big backup. But uh, yeah, no, I. I'm I not saying really Shane's not like. But that'll be when Shane's 25. Why 11 years? We're not j- just to give Henry some time. You can't fight Henry. He Henry's You're gonna have 25 year old Shane versus an 11 year old Henry. What is this fight? Are you fighting Henry? Is this what the, it's? And Shane's gonna fight Jay. I got it. Don't worry. And you had to wait till Henry was 11 to give him a fighting chance. <laughs> this whole scenario. I don't physically fight anyone. I just make things awkward on podcasts when I know I should. <laughs> years later. Years later. Eight, I, eight years later. Seven years later. Seven, eight, yeah. He thought, no. he thought you forgot, but that's the way you do things. You don't, you never forget. Shane, I know that was a traumatic event for him. And <clears throat> my little... He was my little, Shane was my little nugget at the time. Especially the face. Uh, speaking of kids, I apologize. Uh, in the next like five mins, uh, I have, Allie has, she's working today and I'm daddy daycare. So uh, she has a meeting at 2.30. So at five minutes I have to uh, go and I'm sorry. Well, let's, let's wrap, let's wrap this up then. So uh, Jay, anyone who I- wants, to follow you, find your sketches, tell them where they can can see your stuff. Um, my buddy Aton, who Kate mentioned earlier, we have a duo, Jay and Aton, and Instagram. Uh, we put a lot of funny videos on there. And on YouTube, we kind of revamped our old series, YouTube Comment Theater, that Kate was a big part of uh, back in 2013. Those were really fun, um, where we reenact YouTube comments in like cinematic scenes. Uh, and that's been really fun as well. So YouTube comment theater and JNATON. E Y T A N for the for the spelling. Is that a common name in Canada? No. Oh, oh all right. All right. A couple of Atons. It's Israeli. There's oh, E I T A N I've met, and he's the E Y. Okay. Couple variations. It took me a long time to learn how to say his name when they first moved. Because, mm-hmm. and, and CG, you've seen this when you try to get me to repeat a line with a different cadence. Like if we're doing a sketch, <laughs> he'll be like, say it like this. And I can't 
Change you're it. Like, gotcha. And then you say it the same exact way. I say it again. You're like, oh, definitely gotcha. You say it the That's same exact funny. way. When I cut <laughs> it together, when I cut it together in the movie editing program and I cut the parts out where she asked me like what to do, it's her saying the same line over this 50 times. After she asked me each time, like, oh, should I? Okay, yeah, sure. It, and she says yes. It every time. It's a block. Like, I just can't, like, it takes me a long time to, like, anyway, it took me a while to learn how to say Aton. Um, yeah, I don't even remember how I used to say it, but it took me forever. It was like a new name. But um, anyway, Siege, where can, where can people find you? CG Erickson on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Fuck yeah. There might be some other ones. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Google it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this one is coming out on the 31st. Um, yes, this will be out then. And then we have a new Patreon, exclusive content Patreon that will be out June, a new one that'll be out June 1st. And I'm wearing <laughs> a very revealing shirt and I'm not scared to pimp myself out in order to get us <laughs> patrons. International tits. <laughs> That's kind of a weird word too. Yeah, it just sounds so like you can, <laughs> you can see the like seedy old men in a bar saying it. Yeah, I'll get her It's a bit much. I prefer boobies. I think, I think titties is a lot better. Yeah, that's a softer kind of... Yeah, yeah. Rhymes with kitties. No, it's good to end. It's good to end there on the. Sorry if I ruined the whole podcast by bringing up Not that. Oh, we're used to it. <laughs> it's all good. Well, I need to send my uh, monthly apology letter to Shane for the last seven years. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I'm the you asshole. No, gonna... I get it. I love it. I thought you were gonna do that because, like, because Jay was like a huge asshole. And then he's like a really nice guy, father with a one-year-old baby. And bring, you just baby. bring him back horrible memory lane. Bring him back down horrible traumatic memory lane. Yeah. Jay yeah. already knows I'm a horrible person. This is not <laughs> news to him. <laughs> no. Uh, Jay, like he said, he got a lot out of living with me for a year. So he knows I'm lovely. But sometimes I bring up things you should have let go years ago and i'm learning so uh i had a fucking blast guys i love it thank you thanks for coming man it was awesome anytime yeah we'll have jay back on and you can choose a week you can (laughs) you can choose if you want to bring someone on with you thank you jay has a one-year-old child to take care of kate i don't know if he told you that (laughs) thank you all for listening it was a blast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, Jay.
cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.